biggest games. The biggest events. Wow, the crowd is on their feet. The biggest stories. This is what you signed up for, Seth. I thought it was just in the game. Welcome to the ESPN Esports Podcast. How you guys doing? So excited for I Am Katowice StarCraft 2. It's, it's going to be so amazing. And speaking of StarCraft, you made some predictions that went pretty well. Yeah, so uh, a few weeks ago on the podcast, we were talking about the uh, the current season of GSL, the first one in 2017. And we, ran a, we went around and did uh, top four picks. And uh, two of my picks, Sue and Ryung, are actually in the top four. Innovation is not. Oh, wow. Thanks Hero for pointing that not. out. <laughs> um, yeah, no, me and Jacob both had innovation. But honestly, it was like a shot in the dark for us. It was really anyone's game. Um, but yeah, very exciting. And so where are they right now in Katowice? So in Katowice... Uh, the group stage, the round of 24, is going to start tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, I believe. And, uh, yeah, that's uh, four groups of six. And then the top three will go into uh, of each group will go into the playoff bracket. And, man, um, so Tyler Erzberger, our, our wonderful staff writer, Fion, he uh, he just published, or we just published his excellent StarCraft II Katowice Groups preview on the site. So uh, you should definitely go check that out if you haven't seen it already. And on my end, also Katowice, uh, I'm currently looking good in predictions, except for, I believe, um, Astralis. So whoever wins the Astralis and phased game tonight makes it out first in the group, I believe. So I, I may still be on track. And then whoever may, wins this Fnatic Immortals game, uh, I think that's who gets out. Uh, actually, no, there might be a tiebreaker for that right now. Um, but the way it looks right now, FaZe Clan is actually undefeated in groups, and they are currently facing Astralis. Uh, Fnatic is facing Immortals at the moment. Uh, Immortals is three, and Fnatic is four. Ninjas in Pajamas and Optic Gaming are confirmed eliminated, as I thought they would be, although I thought Nip would be four and not five. Um... So they both looked really bad. Um, and Astralis lost a game earlier to Immortals on Cash, which is not all that surprising considering that's Immortals' map, or one of their their better maps. Um, but Astralis has looked fine besides that. They beat Optic, they beat Fnatic, um, although they did beat Fnatic in overtime. Uh, and I, the them versus FaZe is actually a very good game, and it's going on right now, so I can't watch. But um, I mean, technically you can. Maybe. Uh, but... <laughs> But FaZe actually looks great with Nico. Um, that, you know, I had a feeling it would work out eventually. I just didn't think it would work out in two weeks. So, um, yeah, they have one of the best players in the world on their team now, and they are showing that, you know, they're having the results with it. So Right, and good. Group B plays tomorrow, right? Yeah, Group B is tomorrow, which is SK Gaming, Virtus Pro, North, Cloud9, Not A Sincere, and Heroic. Right. So. And you predicted that Virtus Pro was definitely going to come out on top. Virtus Pro wins the group. SK Gaming comes in second. Nautis and Zero comes in third. North comes in fourth. Uh, Cloud9 and Heroic come in fifth, sixth. Not sure what order. Probably Heroic fifth, Cloud9 sixth. Okay. Um, oh, so and for for StarCraft 2, the, the, so Group A is the first to play tomorrow morning, and that's Beyond, Solar, Hero, Hero Marine, Ryung, and Snoot. 
So this kind of gives you a, a little bit of the the incredible flavor of this tournament. You have uh, all these really top Korean players, South Korean players, like, you know, Byun, like Innovation, like TY. And and then you have these really top-tier non-Korean players as well, like Snoot, um, like uh, like Nurchio, like Neeb, um like you thermal it's it's just a uh, it's it's just really really diverse and it's so exciting so the round of 24 plays tomorrow on March 2nd and can you tell us anything about your predictions of who's going to make it out for group A and group B uh wow um group A uh i i want to say ryung ryung looks so amazing right now he's he's like the man um Maybe like I I kind of hope Bion makes it out as well because he's he's Bion he's fantastic. Um, maybe the the third might be Hero. Hero uh was in the round of eight for GSL and he looked he looked strong. Um, he just like happened to not get into the round of four. Uh, and then Group B Group B is Neeb, Ty, Alive, Stats, Harsim, and Jakji. Um, so I would say Neeb, Ty, and Stats. Um, okay, I think that's fair. Yeah. And what about Group C and Group D? Let's see. Group C is Zest, True, Seral, Patience, Nurtio, and um, Pill, Pill, Pilly, Plea, 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 Plea. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I I really want Nurtio to get out of this. Uh, I would say probably Zest. And then uh, the third one, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know anything about Sorrel and Pili Pili. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know how they are vis-a-vis True and Patience. True and Patience aren't really top tier in South Korea. So not sure about that. And then Group D is Dark, Showtime, Innovation, Euthermal, Gumiho, and Mana. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Like, is Dark actually going to show up and be good at this game again. Um, I, I think probably because he's been pretty consistent. Um, so Dark, I would say Innovation. And then, um, man, I would love to see uh, Showtime or Euthermal, but I mean, Gumiho is also really, really good. So, Okay, cool. What about you, Jacob? Any predictions? For StarCraft? Yeah, for the groups. I'm not even going to try because I utterly failed last week, so I'll default up to the person on, on this desk that actually knows more about StarCraft than I do. Um, You're not even going to try and guess? Nope. Nope. I was terrible at it last time. I'm not going to try this time. I learned my lesson. Um, All right, well, I'm going to try. <laughs> um, so it's three people make it out of each group, right? So, yes. Um, I think for Group A, it's going to be, like you said, Beyond, Solar, um, and I'm going to, wait, mm, I'm stuck between Hero and Ryung. What should I do? Um, it's just that Christina was so right about Ryung and I was just so wrong about it. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to bandwagon and go for Ryung. And then for group B, I'm going to say it's probably going to be TY, Stats, and Neeb for sure. Group C, Zest, my man. I want to see him succeed so badly. He's definitely fallen off a little, but I still think he's going to make it out of this group. Um, patience, and I'm going to go for Plea Plea, Plea Plea, um, Pill Pill, 
I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing this name wrong. You definitely are pronouncing it wrong. Wow, <laughs> thanks. Um, he's from Kazakhstan, so that's pretty cool. Oh, that is very cool. Um, that's a that's a very unrepresented country in a lot of esports, except for Counter Strike. The more and more I think about it, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, now that you mention it, and then Group D, I think it's going to be Showtime, Innovation, still, and Dark, and yeah, those are my predictions. Mm. Yeah the the past uh, this is the the round of eight for the GSL was just like amazing. There were. Um, there were just so many upsets, like stats over innovation. Um, it, there and like there were like three reverse sweeps, which was uh, of like uh, where there were upsets, like you know uh, stats and innovation. And um, just to just to kind of see that momentum coming into IAM Karavite is uh, is so cool. It's there's just like so much richness behind it. I'm actually kind of curious, how big is I Am Katowice in the grand scheme of, like, all the StarCraft tournaments in the year? Well, so that's been changing a lot, right? Because um, Blizzard has been tinkering a lot with the WCS over the past few years. So, um, I mean, uh, last year it was part of the WCS circuit, so it was only non-Koreans. Um, whereas this year it's it's changed to become this, like, really big global event. So that's why you see South Koreans and non-Koreans and so I would say this year it's it's kind of unique. Like it's 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 very big, and it's it's sort of um, yeah, it, it sort of exploring this uh, type of tournament. This this global this global stage for these really top players um, for for really significantly for the first time in a while um, in StarCraft Two, other than of course the WCS global playoffs and finals. Right, and I mean. We'll, we'll see how it goes on tomorrow. And and first place gets $100,000. That's nothing, pretty impressive. Nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I think from a financial standpoint, it actually matters a lot. I think it, uh, like I said last week, I think in comparison to the other two games that are at this tournament, I think StarCraft means the most. Yeah. Right. And CSGO is pretty important, too. Yeah, so but it, like CSGO is important at this tournament, but CSGO is not important in this tournament, that it means absolutely nothing except for financials, and a lot of people don't care about financials. So, like, you, you winning Katowice is not like a previous, uh, like, 2015 Katowice and 2014 Katowice. You won Katowice there, you placed top eight, you got on to the next major. This isn't a major, and a lot of these players don't care about money, especially because a lot of them are making, like... Eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand, twenty thousand dollars a month. Like it's the, well, their I, salaries are ridiculous. I think so. that it's at least important in establishing this Virtus Pro versus Astralis rivalry, which is like something that's just been burgeoning over. Yeah, the I mean, year. I think I think that like looking at the current bracket, I think that it that there's really interesting implications if Face Clan does make it out on top, and if they do best Astralis and take the spot. So that I mean, what that means is that. There's a good potential to have Virtus Pro and Astralis in the same side of the bracket before finals, just like DreamHack Masters. Um, and that also means that you're probably going to have FaZe Clan and SK Gaming in the same side of the bracket, which happened at the E-League Major before they got Nico. So that that's actually a pretty competitive, because that was before roster changes for both teams. Um, and that's only been like a month and a half. So uh, there's obviously like pretty large implications uh, of whoever makes it out of this Group A. And FaZe actually looks fantastic with Nico, which is something I don't think a lot of people would have predicted. So... Um, they're adjusting well, and I, I think that you know, Phase versus SK in one side of the bracket, and Virtus Pro versus Astralis in the other would be pretty, pretty interesting because it, it shows that there are some teams that won't make it at the finals that certainly could. Right, for sure. And 
Oh, before we move on, we should probably mention that for League of Legends, which took place last week, uh, we had a kind of unexpected victory in which Flash Wolves took down all the European giants from the EU LCS and ended up winning the world championship. World championship in air quotes. But yeah, uh, the the Flash Wolves basically just won the EU LCS. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The Flash Wolves is kind of us- underestimated, though, I For feel, sure. because they've just been at the top of the LMS, but nobody really. You have to. You have to be really careful with Flash Wolves every single time. They always are a good team, uh, and they're always pretty okay internationally. Like they usually make it to the the international tournaments, like MSI and Worlds, pretty much guaranteed every year now, uh, like twice a year. But the thing is, is that the rest of their region is really bad. Like yeah. HKE and AHQ, they're all really terrible. But the Flash Wolves seem to have something something going that works out. Yeah, but so it's really hard to compare. Yeah, it's, yeah, because like uh, unlike. Uh, most of your other regions, there's like at least some competitiveness in the region. Flash Wolves usually just steamroll uh, LMS, and the other teams are just awful internationally. So yeah, for sure. I mean, they're one of the few teams who have taken a game off SKT, which is no laughing matter, and also kind of a miracle. But um, yeah, no Flash Wolves. I think there's definitely something to be said about keeping the kind of same core unit, which is basically Maple and Carsa in the mid lane and jungle, and. I mean, it's worked for them for so long, and it's working for them now, and we can only um, wait with bated breath to see how they compete on the international stage at MSI, assuming so they go to MSI. There's something in the water over at the Flash Wolf's house, so... Oh, <laughs> wow, the wolf is on the hunt. No, I'm, I'm joking, obviously, but yeah, I mean, they, they look great in their region every single time, and then they're like the only competitive LMS team on the international stage, so... Yes, I expect them to go to MSI. And shame on you, Europe. You didn't even put up a fight. So. <laughs> Jacob is, like, secretly very disappointed. G2 put up a fight. A yeah, fight. I, I, One fight. Mm. <laughs> but, you know, also ESL's, uh, ESL's production has left a little bit to be desired. And I don't want to call them out in particular. But, you know. No, you already started. You have to do their it. Schedu- have to their, scheduling, their scheduling for the League of Legends tournament was a mess. Um, and their, uh, what team was it this morning? There was like a huge joke about it on the, the League of Legends subreddit this morning, uh, that it got removed, but ESL uh, essentially used a League of Legends team shot on the Counter-Strike stream this morning, which was hilarious. Um, <laughs> for one of the teams that was competitive in both tournaments, um, I think it was Fnatic, but, uh, or no, it wasn't Fnatic. I'll have to go back and look. But one of the teams that was in both League and in Counter-Strike got put on stream. Uh, and also the scheduling issues were a big, giant mess. They had to change the finals at uh, IEM from a best of five to a best of three. So that was a mess because of scheduling, and they didn't want players playing, like, eight games. Because of technical over... issues, too. Yeah, yeah because sure. ca- they had a computer fail out on stage, and they didn't have a clone. All right. Like, what? <laughs> like, come on now. We're, we're It's, like, 2017. ESL's been in esports for, like, a decade, and they don't even bother to have like a clone just in case something happens. They had to reinstall an entire an entire solid state drive. Okay, <laughs> all, right, all right, Jacob. It's so all ridiculous. Right, all right, we got it. All right, it's ridiculous. Well, we're gonna take a short break right now, but when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna be covering more IEM from Team Dignitas's new CS:GO team. Stay tuned. Welcome back to the ESPN Esports Podcast. We have Linny and Emily on the podcast today, and they're two players for Team Dignitas's CS:GO team. How are you guys? Hey! Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, so, why don't you guys introduce yourself really quickly first? Um, Emily, why don't you start? 
Okay, um, my name is Emily, Emily Garrido. I am the team captain and the team opper. We use a sniper rifle, um, and I'm based out of Riverside, California. I work full-time as a nurse um, in the rehab facility, and at the nighttime, I'm a full-time gamer. Oh, very cool. You're like a superhero at I, nighttime. I, I mean, I think you're a superhero <laughs> during the daytime as well. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's what I meant. A literal, literal hero, her, eh, hero during the daytime. So. And Linny, why don't you introduce yourself too? I am Carolyn or Linny Noquez. I go by Art Start in game. I am 21 years old. I've been playing CS for about 12 years. And, uh, yeah, I dropped out of college for Counter-Strike. <laughs> nice. So that's my story. <laughs> wow. So how long have you two been competing in CSGO? Uh, Emily, why don't you go first? Um, I've been playing the game for over 12 years as well, um, competing for about 10, and been a professional for about three years. Oh, wow. Lenny, what about you? Um, I've been playing for 12 years, but only started competing when I was around 16, I would say. Okay, so can you guys so give five. a little bit of background for how your team came to be? I know you guys were on Selfless and then Karma before that. So, yeah, what was the genesis of your team? Um, well, around summer in 2014, I was hosting a event a local event in California just for local teams to come and play Counter-Strike. And uh, I knew that there was an upcoming all-female event in Paris. Um, it's called the Electronic Sports World Cup. And I never went, and I knew that I wanted to play in that, and I had to make a team of five girls. And at this local event I was at, I met Lenny, and I asked her if she wanted to join a team with me and find three other girls so we could go to this event. And we were lucky enough to find Rain. So me, Rain, and Lenny have been the original three since 2014. And uh, we went to this event and we got second at the very first event. So we were like, okay, we're kind of good at the game. Kind of. <laughs> so yeah, nice. Bad for our first event. <laughs> So we, we stuck together, and uh, we were able to pick up Goose Breeder in 2015, and we got third place with her at IM Katowice last year, um, and second place at the Electronic Sports World Cup in 2016, about four months ago. Um, so we were able to pick up Kath as well, um, and we've been playing with her for the past four months, and uh, this is a pretty solid five that we think we'll stick together for a long time. Cool. So um, I know that three of your teammates are from Canada and you two are um, from the U.S. So do you guys live together in a team house? Um, currently, no, we don't live together in a team house. But however, we do fly the Canadians out here frequently to do content together or when we boot camp, which is usually a week prior before a big tournament. Um, they'll come out here and we'll boot camp together um, Usually at like a local land center, Esports Arena is kind enough to let us use their PCs and boot camp at their arena sometimes. So they come out here quite frequently, but we do not live together. So Okay, so what's your practice regimen like? So do you like wake up in the morning, um, eat together, and then head straight to practice and just kind of grind, grind out the game all day? Yeah, uh, this past week we were playing from, we were playing from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., 
So we all wake up. Yeah, we would all wake up, go get breakfast. We would take an hour break for lunch and then finish practice and then go out and get dinner. And then on our free time, even though it was nine to nine, a lot of the girls still stayed on and kept practicing on their own time. Who do you scrim uh, or do you just kind of find whoever you can find on uh, multiplayer? Um, there's a, a website that most people use to find scrims, and it's also a league. It's called ESCA. Um, so it's an online league that we play in, and we have two matches a week. It's against males and females. Um, it's co-ed. And on this is what we also practice and find scrims on. So we have a lot of scrims available. Yeah, or usually we we will ask other teams, um, like higher-tiered teams, if they want to practice against us to help us get some good practice in before a tournament. So you mentioned that ESEA is co-ed. Uh, is it something that you guys, I, I know you've played at uh, Fragadelphia before, which is obviously a co-ed event. Do you, is it something that you would do more of if you were given the opportunity to and said, you know, if something like an ESWC was a co-ed tournament that invited, like, more of the amateur teams or the, the secondary teams to, like, you know, I'm talking about, like, Fanatic Academy or one of the other LDLC teams, is that something that you guys would like more of or...? Um, definitely, we would love to play in any tournament. It doesn't matter who's playing in it. We just want to play. We don't look at ourselves as female gamers. We look at ourselves as just gamers who just want to win. So um, the only thing, the only reason why we haven't in the past is because, you know, we have to fly out to different places. And, um, you know, those were the issues in the past. So now that we're on Team Dignitas, we might have more opportunities to play in more co-ed tournaments. So we would love to do that. Now, um, Emily, your schedule sounds pretty intensive. Are there ever any challenges in balancing your your work life and your competitive life? Uh, definitely. <laughs> I'm always exhausted. Um, you know, what keeps me going is my passion. No matter how tired I am, I just find some energy within me to keep going. I mean... My schedule is I wake up at 4 a.m. and I drive all the way to Santa Monica. Yeah, so it's a two-hour drive to work, and then I work for seven hours, and I come home another two-hour drive, and as soon as I get home, we practice, and I maybe get four hours of sleep, if that, during practice time. Wow. But it's it's so worth it in the end. I don't want to ever go to an event and regret, oh, I wish I could have played a little bit more you know, so it's definitely worth it, the lack of sleep. For sure. And um, Linny, I know you're a full-time streamer, right? Yeah. So because I'm not in school, I decided to take up on streaming. And so I usually do that full-time. Um, yeah, that's a, that sounds so boring, <laughs> but that's me. And no, that's really intense. cool. <laughs> yeah, it is really fun, especially that I get to just do what I love constantly, which is like I love interacting with our fans and supporters. And sometimes I'll do streams for like educational purposes. Like I'll talk about um, educational as in like uh, CS related. So I'll talk about how to better yourself as a player. And I give like lots of good tips and stuff like that. So I try to interact and use my time as a streamer for like multiple purposes instead of just gaming and what do you all think about the current scope of or its current competitive scope of uh women's competitive counter-strike uh obviously team secret's been very good really recently but there's also some european teams like ldlc female and you guys obviously and then also like clg red what do you think about the people you play against 
Um, that's a pretty tough question because it's all the girls are pretty good. Um, I just think that lately we have been. I don't know if it's because we play more than the other teams that we seem to um, be playing better than them. We beat LDLC and CLG Red, which would usually be a hard competition versus us at the last tournament at ESWC. Um, so right now, um, we just wish that there was more female teams that were able to play. So that way there was more competitions because right now it's usually the same, you know, top four, top eight teams. So we're definitely looking to get some revenge versus Team Secret during this event. What is your impression of Dignitas, especially now that it's owned by an organization like the Philadelphia 76ers? Can you tell us, take us a little bit behind the scenes, like how you feel about it? I think it's awesome. I think it's, uh, well, when I first found out, I obviously went bragging like, oh my God, my team's sponsored by the 76ers. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's awesome that we're we're backed by a really big um like organization and I just think that before like when we started off as karma it was really hard for us to attend tournaments because we had to fundraise so having the 76ers backing us and team dignitas backing us is really nice not having to stress out about anything and just focus on our game and focus on winning yeah absolutely are you guys basketball fans now <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> we like to use. Lenny just showed me that we can use their um, gifts on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. we'll be uh, supporting them and watching their games now together. Cool. So um, I wanted to ask you guys how has the team dynamic changed and um, what was it like before and has it changed um, until today? Um, I guess I could start from the beginning of when we first started. Uh, we were very emotional players. Uh, you know, if we would lose, it would really get to us and put us down. And over time, we've learned that, you know, sometimes you have to lose a lot to win a lot. And uh, instead of it taking us down, we just use it as learning experience. And um, we've really grown close together. We're a family. And we just use that chemistry that we have outside of the game, inside the game. And, and that takes time. And uh, we've really just grown as a team. And I met these girls when they were 18 years old, and now they're 21. So yeah. they're my little grown little girls. And we're just so close to each other over time. It's just an amazing family we have. That's great. And um, what kind of preparations have you guys made for IEM this weekend? And are you guys nervous or excited? Um. Before, I used to think that I was nervous, but I slowly just started to adjust and think that, like, instead of being nervous, just remind myself that I'm more excited than I am nervous. And especially with Team Dignitas, um, like, being sponsored by them now, I think I'm, like, way more excited than I have ever been just having, like, a really big organization to represent. Like, it's really, like, it's an honor to be representing them. And, uh as far as uh, pre- preparation, we boot camped a week. Was it a week? It was like four or five days. Yeah, about a week. It was about a week of uh, boot camp. So we definitely really, really grinded the game, uh, made sure we corrected all our little mistakes, and I think we are way more prepared for this tournament than we have ever been with this roster as well. Cool. So um, who's one team that you're you're dying to face? Sounds like secret, uh, right? Yeah, it would definitely have to be Team Secret. We definitely want to get our revenge after ESWC, and we want to show people that, you know, there's not one female team that can dominate. You can't. We can't, We want to show them that you can't be on the top forever, and we're going to come in hot right now. Yeah. And 
we're ready for this. Nice. Well, fighting words. And, well, we're all out of time for this <laughs> podcast, but thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to us today. Yeah, and good yeah, luck. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, good luck tomorrow. I'll be rooting for you guys. If you want to follow more esports content, you can check out ESPN.com slash esports, or you can follow us on Twitter at Rachel Youngu, at Pina SC, at Jacob N. Wolf, at Emily, and at Lenny Noquez. Thanks for listening to the ESPN Esports Podcast.